podcast of our own. A movie that's real neat. There's Seymour and there's Audrey and a plant that likes to eat. And Nathan and Ashley are talking about what they see on their show. Oh, that's a scary movie. <laughs> Wonderful. I was very, um, I'm being very vulnerable right now. That uh, was delightful. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in theater. Same. <laughs> I know. I know. But it's, <laughs> it's, but it's wild that it, I don't sing. So. It, it's well, well, no one, you don't have to. Sure. You, you get by on charisma. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. I'm Ashley. I'm Nathan. And this is, oh, that's a scary movie. And sure is. this week we uh, watched our first musical nah, for the show. Yeah. But catch us show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, so we, we asked our listeners, what are some good horror musicals? And we got a lot of really great yeah, answers. Did. And one that kept coming up was Little Shop of Horrors, yeah. which... Little Shop of Horrors. Um, if you hate hearing people awkwardly sing, Sorry, uh, then <laughs> I guess we'll see skip, you next skip week. This one, yeah. Um, but no, this is. I think this is gonna be a fun one. The um, yeah, we we did Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, we did the 1986 musical directed by Frank Oz, based on the Off Broadway uh, musical, which was in turn based off of the original Roger Corman film. Uh, this movie stars. Uh, who you got? Rick Moranis, Ellen Green, Vincent Gardenia, (laughs) Steve Martin in a very special appearance. Yes, very Um, special. We will get into all of the weird cameos and uncredited characters and (laughs) all kinds of strange uh, and unusual plants. Um, But I guess the the best place to start at Mm -hmm. is um, Ashley... What is your relationship to Little Shop of Horrors? And I, I guess we we can broaden this musicals in general. I have heard of musicals. Sure, they're not really your bag. Though, they aren't. Usually. They okay. really they really aren't. But um, I I don't have any real mm-hmm. relationship with Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. You uh, just you've seen it on stage before. I saw it on stage once, mm-hmm. and then I've seen um a lot of the songs performed at like. ITS and like yeah different competitions theater competitions yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen this on stage a couple of times I watched the movie for the first time I think when I was 13 or 14 mm-hmm. um, and, I, and it was one of those things where I, I heard a, I'd seen the prop the Audrey prop Audrey 2 prop sure yeah um, uh, and I, I was like what is that my dad told me about it and I was like you can make a musical out of that because I <laughs> I think in my head my definition of musicals was like all kind of you know song you know show Rodgers and Hammerstein yeah Rodgers and Hammerstein kind of stuff or or you know I I think I'd seen Into the Woods at that point but it was very Mm -hmm. much like I didn't think you could do weird sci-fi horror as a musical right yeah um and then finding out it was based on an earlier movie which I then also sought out and watched uh, I was I was just kind of enamored with it. I I remember thinking this. I've never seen anything quite like this before. See, I felt that way about Bat Boy when I saw it. Sure. No, I love <laughs> Bat Boy. Um, I'm I'm also not 
a huge musical theater guy. Yeah. I do there are there are shows that I truly love and I my my rule of thumb tends to be I really like watching musicals. Sure. I don't like being in them. Right. Um because I I I don't know. There's there's a You're not a you're not a song and dance man. I'm not a song and dance man. And I I you know, I <laughs> a song I'm man, not a dance man. Not a dance man. <laughs> uh no, it it is one of those things where uh when I I've done musicals before. We've both done Same. musicals before. Before. Yeah, we've done. We both have done quite a few musicals yeah. for people who don't like it's them very been about much. <laughs> ten, it's been about a decade for me, but yeah, Same. I I I had this thing. I have a disconnect with them sometimes, where I sometimes I I don't really get into the more kind of presentational like act, like the big big faces, big yeah, you know, gestures. But I also love that silly thing of. Uh, the, the conceit of I feel this so hard that I have to sing it. Yeah. And that doesn't always work for you. It either, doesn't. Does it? it really yeah. doesn't. But like there are some musicals that like. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite musicals? Uh, that's, a, that's a good way to okay. unpack this. Yeah. yeah. Let's let me think. I don't. Oh, gosh. I don't know. So should I go? Yeah, you I've got, go. You I've got go. a couple. I got a couple. Yeah. Uh, no, I love my la my favorite musicals are The Last Five Years mm -hmm. and Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which mm -hmm. neither of those are very like traditional musicals. Right. Um, but I, I also, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Sondheim. I do love Into the Woods. I think it's way too long. I like Into the Woods. It is very long. And that's my thing is most musicals are so long. So long. Yeah. So long. Um, and, and, and growing up. And I up, love Chicago. I love Chicago. And Cabaret. I love, I love, I love Cabaret. I mm -hmm. love You, Your Perfect Now Change is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. We're big on, I, for me, I, I like the, the smaller musicals. Like yes. the more intimate musicals. Last five years, literally two actors. Right. I was about to say The Wild Party. I love the sure, wild party sure. it's that's one of those like minimalist mm -hmm. uh musicals uh i like i like sweeney todd not johnny depp's version necessarily sure. no, but I, I, do I do love sweeney todd I do too. um yeah i mean there's a few out there when i was when i was in high school mm -hmm. i was kind of a little bit more like i like jesus christ superstar mm -hmm. and uh bat boy mm -hmm. um Two diametrically opposed shows i think yeah um, and then right now at the theater that I work at, we're, work, we're, we're working on Cinderella. We're opening it this week. Yeah. And I love the music. Yeah. Like, it's so It's good. fun. I love it so we, much. We, and I'm like, it's so fluffy. Why do I love this? I feel like maybe we've talked about it on this show, but like the version with Brandy. Oh, so good. Great. An yeah. iconic thing. Yeah, yes. From our childhoods. Yeah. yeah. Love it so much. So I don't know. I've, I have a love-hate relationship with musicals. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. it, it, I feel the same way about, I mean, it, it, I feel that way about most genres, right? Like right. when it's good, it's good. But you like with, with musicals, I feel like I have to, I know it when I see it, right? Like I, there's yes. something I, I can't put my finger on why certain ones work mm -hmm. better for me. Like most of the ones that we had to do in high school, <laughs> no, like the sure. Music Man or Lil Abner. I love the Music Man. Okay. I get why it doesn't, but it's that's that's one of those the Music Man, Guys and Dolls. Those are shows that I'm just like very, they're 100 cheese ball time, yeah. and they work for me. Yeah, um, Guys and Dolls works for me a little more, but yeah, I don't. Well, know. Well, Guys and Dolls, the dialogue is so funny in that yeah. show. Um, and I, I don't know. There's there's certain, and some of it is a nostalgia thing, right? And I had a blast when I was in Guys and Dolls in sure, high school. Yeah, sure. Um, I my first uh larger role in a mm -hmm. show was in the music man so yeah. like I, I i i will always look back on that show very fondly mm -hmm. and very happy that i only had to do one bit of choreography in it i wonder how many musicals we've been in together, together? 
I don't know. I have no idea. So Ashley and I met <laughs> through theater. Right. Like that's, we, we can't pinpoint exactly when we started no. hanging out, but that's definitely how we became friends. Yeah. We were in high school theater together. Um, isn't that, we've, we've, yeah. Yeah. We did our first show together. I played your mom. 17 at some point. years ago. Wow. 18 years ago. Yeah. No, we've, like that. we've pretty much played every form of relationship that a male and female can play on stage. On stage. <laughs> yes. Including um, me being your mom. Yeah. <laughs> And I have not been your mom, but uh, no, you someday. Ha- not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, this was one that I, I've always had a soft spot for. And I just, uh, yeah, I, I was so uh, excited when it was so funny that it didn't occur to me. Right. Right. Like there were a few that people brought up to us that I wasn't familiar with or like I had heard about, but don't mm-hmm. know a whole lot about. And then there were some that were just so undeniable, like why didn't we think of this one why didn't we think of rocky horror which we might do at some point rocky both both shows that have horror in the horror in the name (laughs) and we're like are there any horror musicals um but no i and the fact that this is based on a roger corman film is Mm -hmm. just kind of perfect roger corman will probably come up again at some point uh over the course of this show we we both recently watched a couple of roger corman produced masterpieces (laughs) on shutter um and the uh, he he was a guy who was like well known for getting movies done quick and cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, along the way launched the careers of people like Ron Howard, Martin Scorsese, James sure. Cameron, because he would give chances to these kids who wanted to direct. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Little Shop was shot basically on a dare where oh. his brother told him like I bet you can't make a movie about a, a killer plant in like a week. And Roger Corman's whole thing was, if you give me like sets that are left over from something, I will mm-hmm. write a movie around it. Amazing. Um, I've got a bunch of cars. We're doing Death Race this weekend. <laughs> the, uh, the original Little Shop of Horrors was shot in three days. All interiors in two days. One <laughs> night shoot. Wow. Um, and, and he had the actors for like two days of rehearsals beforehand. I was like, Good Lord. And it's this weird little movie about a plant that hypnotizes a guy into murdering people for it mm-hmm. and has a very very dark very I was weird say, ending. it's more like gruesome and, and dark it's not gruesome oh. that, actually but it is it is definitely darker and mm-hmm. and the, it ends the only way it can because no one in that movie is redeemable gotcha um and somehow how uh oh shoot i just lost their names i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it you're gonna get it oh my gosh i have gotta close all these tabs i have open for rupaul's drag race <laughs> jesus uh, <laughs> uh but yeah somehow uh alan Menken and, and howard ashman were mm-hmm. like you know what that would make a dynamite musical so they they wrote this show and sort of, you know fleshed out the character motivations mm-hmm. added some extra business that Pizzazz. explains where the where the creature came from and all this stuff right. and and so yeah, so the the and this movie went through kind of development hell for a while because everyone mm-hmm. was like, I don't, how does that how, explain how this works as a film? To sure, me. yeah. Um, but for a little while, uh, I believe uh, Martin Scorsese was attached to direct, and Steven Spielberg was going to like executive produce oh, this wow. movie. <laughs> and there was like some kind of lawsuit that tied it up, and eventually, uh, it came to Frank Oz. Now Frank Oz you guys might know as uh, one of the big names behind the Muppets. I mean, uh-huh. he is Miss Piggy. He is Fozzie. He is Grover. <laughs> directed movies such as The Dark Crystal and Muppets Take Manhattan oh, and Dirty Rotten Crystal. Scoundrels. I Yeah. 
we, we sh- I think the Dark Crystal would work I for this show too. Yeah. Um, I love I love Frank Oz. I think he's quietly a genius, mm-hmm. and he seems like the sweetest, silliest guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you need a puppet guy for this. You need a movie. puppet guy for this movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. You need a puppet guy. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so but they, they went through a bunch of different people through the casting process. Uh, weirdly enough, I mean, this is a thing that happens a lot with movie adaptations of mm-hmm. successful musicals, because um, this show was huge. Sure. Uh, Howard Ashman refused to move. It, they wanted to move it to Broadway. And mm-hmm. Howard Ashman was like, if you leave a small theater, it doesn't work. And people have found that that's true. I get that. When yeah. they did the revival, of, like a few years back, with Jonathan Groff as mm-hmm. Seymour, like it, pe- one of the biggest complaints was it, it doesn't feel like we're connected to any of the characters, right? Um, and that's one of the reasons why this show is done so much by high schools and colleges and like mm-hmm. local repertory theaters. And it, um, but they they were like, okay, we have to figure out how to make this work as a film. And so they were giving. They were offering big stars the roles. Mm-hmm. Ellen Green is the only original star from the show oh, to wow. reprise their role. Yeah. Um, but before they even cast her, they offered it to Cindy Lauper, who oh. turned it down because she had to. She was on tour. Yeah. And then apparently Madonna was in talks for oh, Audrey God. for a little bit. Uh, and I'm glad it didn't that didn't happen. happen. Yeah, it's... Cindy Lauper maybe, but I love Madonna definitely not. So much. I mean, no, I do too. Madonna but doesn't like... have the voice for it. No. No. <laughs> and I and I and I love Madonna. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it, it all kind of, all the weird things that happened through production kind of brought it together to become mm-hmm. what it is. And I got to say, this is a movie that I, I'll tip my hand a little early. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of love for. Yeah. But it's another one of those that I revisit as an adult and I see the cracks and I sure. see the things that maybe haven't aged super well that yeah. we'll get into. Um, which I guess we just you want to get into it? Yeah, because um, we've got a lovely Star Wars beginning. We get a crazy <laughs> narration uh, uh, setting up that the events that uh, almost... It, it also kind of tells us everything's going to turn out okay in the end, right? Sure, yeah. So we, we hear that everything is uh, about to get bad for, for Audrey mm-hmm. and Seymour. And uh, we get straight into the, the urchins, the Greek chorus of the movie. Yes. Uh, who... For me, MVPs of the film. Oh, 100%. They are, yeah, my favorite part of the movie. This is uh, Tashina Arnold, Michelle Weeks, and Tisha Campbell as Crystal, Ronette, and Chiffon, who are all named after girl groups of the 50s and 60s. No, my first note is I love the girls. They're so good. I love them. Um, And they kind of of take us through the movie. Mm -hmm. They've got insane, boundless energy. Yes. And they're singing this really kitschy, silly doo-wop number that just... It's the title of the show, and we're going to find different ways to rhyme the title <laughs> of the show. I love the doo-wop vibe of yes. a lot of the songs. Yeah. I am a bitch for doo-wop. Yes. Um, it, where it, you, it loses you when they get away from those, yes. right? Like, yeah. You're not as crazy. like Because I feel the same way about some of the Motown-ish numbers don't work here. For, and I right. love Motown. I love Motown as, yeah, as well. But like no, because I was watching it on my laptop with my sure. headphones on while my daughter watched something else on the TV. And yeah. she kept looking over, and I was just like snapping and like dancing on the couch. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the girls are awesome. And I love the way that they're used throughout the movie we'll get to it later but there's like a wonderful part where they like come in and like kind of disappear oh yeah Yeah, it's so good well there's so what i think what's so brilliant is that they'll change into like street clothes quote unquote to like be characters Mm -hmm. in the story and interact with our characters and then they'll step outside and and act more as narration Mm -hmm. i mean yeah they are they're the greek chorus and as soon as they as soon as they finish this song 
they kind of wave at Rick Moranis's ass because <laughs> that is how we are introduced yep. to Seymour. Um, I wrote, oh, Seymour's a dork. <laughs> he's a total dork. He's a Rick Moranis character. He is a Rick Moranis uh, character. How do, how oh, do we gonna feel go about, to, we're going to do We're going to get now. into this right now. <laughs> how do you feel about Rick Moranis, Ashley? I love Rick Moranis. Yeah. Um, there is a specific point in this movie where Rick Moranis could get it. Could get it, for sure. Yeah. I mean, outside of this movie, Rick Moranis could get it. <laughs> there was this... So, you know, he <laughs> he's like one of those rare stars who fully... Re- like, he retired. Oh, I know. Um, and he's like genuinely the sweetest person And on he's the so happy to have retired. Mm-hmm. But he... There was this thing a couple of years ago. He did a couple of commercials and I think an uh, like some songs, and mm-hmm. he d- announced that he was ready to like maybe look into getting some new roles and like get, getting back into acting. Every- he's like, now that my kids are grown up, like mm-hmm. I kind of want to do I that again. Shrinking them. I stopped shrinking. <laughs> now that my kids have blown up, I <laughs> and now that I've shrunk myself. Um, no, he <laughs> he said he. There was this interview with him where he was talking about getting back into it, and I remember. Either the Onion or the Hard Times, like one of those satire papers. Oh yeah. They do. You, do you know what this is? I I vaguely remember. They this. reposted the photo from the interview, mm-hmm. but the the headline that they put on it was Rick Moranis is back and he's here to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and it made yes. me. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but and I think about that almost every time I see him now. <laughs> Um, I love Rick, Rick Moranis too. I, I, I think I, he's we great. Both said his name wrong the same way accidentally. Yep, it's okay. Um, no, I I was I loved the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movies same. when Spaceballs. I was little. Spaceballs, he's legitimately incredible. Love in. Spaceballs. Uh, <laughs> your helmet's so big. <laughs> um, yeah, he's so That's good. That's one I haven't watched in a very long time. I would. I rewatched it last year because a podcast that I love covered it, mm-hmm. and some of it is like not great but it uh, it does that thing where it's let's pack as many fucking jokes into every single oh, shot yeah. as we can and i respect that it's the it's the airplane effect right right like you throw 30 jokes at the screen 15 of them are gonna stick yeah when and, i was in high school i ate that shit up mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no absolutely i mean it's the it's the, also the reason i still love the first naked gun movie right um but yeah rick moranis great in this mm-hmm. um everyone I would say, except for him, is giving stage performances. That's that's one thing I wanted to talk about with this one. I and I like I like when movie musicals do this, where they mm-hmm. look like a play, where the sets look like a. They're stage all standing set. in a line. They're cheating yes. out towards the screen. Yep, the, blo- the the blocking is very much like theatrical. This, I mean, the set looks like Mr. something Mushnick, you would see on stage. He's like throwing his hands up yep. and looking slightly off screen and going like, "Seymour, what's going on yeah, down there?" I, I I I I like that about it. I yeah. do too. I I do think there is a little bit of a disconnect sometimes, though, because. Mm-hmm. Rick Moranis is giving a very measured performance in a lot right. of this. Yeah. And so there are moments where it's, especially when it's him against Steve Martin, who is doing the most. Sure. Um, he's, well, he's just doing Steve he's, Martin. Well, we, we will get there because I have a lot of thoughts on Steve Martin. Um, but he, like, and Ellen Green is giving a very, very specific performance, mm-hmm. yep. um, which may or may not work for you. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, we, we immediately we immediately learned that Seymour is a bit of a put upon 
putts, mm-hmm. right? Right. He, he can't get it together. He's breaking all these pots, which broke your heart as a plant lady. It, it really did. <laughs> I, like, we can't, we got to quit doing these movies where all these pots break. I know. <laughs> um, and, you know, every single time it was, he, he knocks over the radio, on the radio, the president is talking about the total eclipse of the sun. Mm-hmm. And I kept wanting to sing, like, turn around. Um, you know, I wanted yeah. to add a, one more song. Why not? Movie, which I... <laughs> I will argue this movie needed more songs. Well, they cut out a lot of songs from the show. Oh, yeah? There's there's a bunch of songs. There's a whole subplot with Mr. Mushnick that mm-hmm. gets cut out of the movie. And they have, like, multiple songs together. There's another song that would play over a dream sequence that got cut out of the movie. Oh. And we'll get there, but the whole last 30 minutes of the movie was reshot uh, after test audiences revolted. Oh, wow. Um. But uh, we we are introduced to Vincent Gardenia as Mr. Mushnick. Which I love. His last name is Gardenia. Yeah, he said that he thinks Frank Oz only cast him because of his name. I mean, I would. For sure. (laughs) And Ellen Green as Audrey, Mm -hmm. who has a shiner. Yeah, I I noticed Audrey enters with her boobs and a black eye. Yeah. So (laughs) how do you how do we feel about Ellen Green as Audrey? I think. I think she's really talented. Mm-hmm. I think she does a great job. This character. It's the character bothers that you. bothers me. Yeah, I get it. Um it I, and and then all, I just I don't I know. I kept wondering if that was a consequence of trying to ba- stay faithful to the original mm-hmm. movie or are we parodying an archetype? And sometimes it does seem like a parody and then sometimes it it doesn't. And I think it's because of the performances. Yeah. I I do. I think that there are moments where uh, and we will for sure talk about this with Suddenly Seymour, but there are moments where I'm like, I think she's playing kind of the uh, how over the top and absurd this is. Yes. But, and he's not. No one's responding to that. But Or yeah, or yeah. I, I, I think honestly, I think honestly it does come from her being the sole person from the mm-hmm. stage show because... I feel like this is a performance that everyone's on board with on stage. Sure. Like every, and, and and I don't mean that it's bad on in the movie. I mean that you're right. Like the the reactions to it don't seem conducive to that mm-hmm. performance. So there are moments where it feels like I don't I don't know what everyone thinks about this. Yeah, like there are parts that are there are part there are times when I love Audrey. Like when sure. when she's uh making the flower arrangement and she's like scissors, scissors. glitter. Yeah. Like- <laughs> oh, when when he when the plant calls her at the end of the movie and she oh, goes, yeah. Seymour. Seymour. Like she's very, so cute. So precious, yeah. But I, I I don't know. Um it's the you know, the dumb blonde with the you know, abusive yeah. boyfriend sure. that is comical part of it that kind of... It's odd. Yeah. It is weird because, again, Steve Martin is giving one of the funniest performances I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And, like, I love... I hate but that I also, love Steve Martin so much. he's also disgusting and upsetting in parts right. of this movie. And it is... It gives you a little bit of that tonal whiplash, right? Right. And... Uh, of the heart. I don't know. There's <laughs> a slight message that she has to be saved by a man. Well... <laughs> The the urchins say that to her. Yes, they do. And I mean, so it is, does Seymour. It, and she says it. She says, I need a man. Yeah. And I say sure or whatever. Or yeah. I need a man and I say sure. But like, yeah, that's a that's a problem that I have with the movie is it, that yeah. Audrey is someone to be saved. Sure. Specifically by Seymour. And I would I I also think that the tragedy of that character makes more sense in the original version of the show sure uh which the the again like i 
strap in when I when we talk about this <laughs> ending because I I might cry when I talk about Aww. the deleted scenes from okay. this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we also thankfully uh, lead right into after the urchins yell at Mr. Mushnick, we get right mm-hmm. into Skid Row. Yes, we do. That's a great song. Which is a a perfect I want song. This mm-hmm. movie has like three I want songs. And you love those. I am a sucker for an <laughs> I want song. Um it's one in particular in this movie, but there is this the this is like a big showstopper right mm-hmm. after we've had our big opening number. Right. I love all the it the the way that they do the choreography in this is really dependent on the camera movements, and mm-hmm. I think there are moments when Frank Oz really enjoys having this larger soundstage. This yeah. was shot, by the way, on the 007 stage at Pinewood Studios. Oh, nice! So literally, like <laughs> mo- uh, t- several of the Bond movies shot here. Yeah, and they they built that train in the background. There's mm-hmm. so in- some incredible matte paintings. I mean, some of the stuff that they do. No, the set looks set looks incredible. Great. And this is uh I these big like numbers. Yeah. I I feel I love the nostalgia of sure. like a big, you know, like on a big sound stage with yeah. a big cast Absolutely. filming a big and number. And everyone's just talking about how they can't wait to leave this right. town. Very pop mm-hmm. punk. <laughs> it is. It's very the wonder years. Yeah. Um and uh, yeah, this song rules. There's this one guy that I always single out every time I listen. I see this number. There's the mm-hmm. one dude who stands up and he goes down on skin. Like, <laughs> yes. And I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, beautiful song. There's a great cover of this by Panic of the Disco that oh, came really? out like <gasps> ten years ago. How have I not heard that? It's really good. Okay, I need to listen to that. Um, but yeah, I, I just it's a really fun number, and mm-hmm. everyone's just singing their hearts out they really are this is also i think our first this is our first inkling of things aren't great well rick moranis is not a great singer not a great singer no not but he does he's doing great does that make sense can i i think he paved the way for a lot of Mm -hmm. musical theater boys we've had this conversation yeah music i feel like (laughs) That nerd that, voice has become a thing. Yes, like the character of Seymour has made it a lot easier for men to get musical theater roles. Sure, <laughs> sure. Well, and also there are, I think there are songs now that are being written specifically for that tone. Sure, like, yeah. I think, I mean, look at Spring Awakening right. or or um, Putnam County Spelling Bee mm-hmm. or like character shows. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Even a lot of the songs in I Love You, You're Perfect Now change. Oh, for are, sure. Are built around like... The, sounding yeah it's um you know what it is it's it's uh it's the neil patrick harris's songs in um dr horrible's sing-along blog right laundry day yeah <laughs> See kind of there. dorky kind of nasally yeah, kermiting he's yeah. kermiting right uh Doesn't which is have perfect to be for perfect. a movie with frank oz right uh, uh oh and the other thing i was gonna say you, you were talking about how great the set looks mm-hmm. is um no i'm sorry Let, let's finish this thought okay um but i i think he is while not technically proficient as a singer mm-hmm. i think he's doing a fun job of carrying the character yeah, and no, there I are think a couple fine. of moments where he does get to like really belt it out oh, sure. and that's fun mm-hmm. um i will say if you want uh, a better no i'm not gonna say that if you want another sort of musical starring rick moranis uh-huh. where he doesn't sing but looks great in a series of suits <laughs> uh streets of fire is one of my favorite movies okay um 
but yeah, uh, Skid Row is feels like a fully realized place. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just because we see him running down all the back alleys and stuff, but like they they went out of their way to make all of the costuming and everything seem authentic. They mm-hmm. used th- they went to thrift shops for all the wardrobe for a lot of the wardrobe. No, the costuming is great. I I read this thing where the prop supervisor went to uh or the, the set designer went to people's houses with brand new trash cans and said I will trade you for your old trash can because she's like she was like we could not buy old aluminum trash oh, cans. Oh wow. Uh so like was, Yeah, like, and you that can't was have how, a brand new one out there. Right, right. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, it's a great opening number. Mm-hmm. They convince Mr. Mushnick, don't close the shop. We'll, we, Seymour's been growing He's this. He's been growing this strange, strange and interesting, interesting plant. plant. <laughs> and if you put it in the window, people will come in. And sure, sure enough. enough. <laughs> Christopher Guest, the, six wow. fing- the six-fingered man himself, Mr. <laughs> Corky St. Clair. He terrifies me. He's so... This is, <laughs> Ashley, to me, uh-huh. this is one of the funniest performances in any movie. I find it to be terrifying. <laughs> he comes in fully stone-faced and goes, mm-hmm. and in a voice that doesn't seem to be coming from his mouth. No, he's, he sounds like, he looks, he, sounds he like, looks insane and sounds like he's on the radio. And he sounds like, yeah, he sounds like he's being dubbed in real time. Yes. And he's like, excuse me, I couldn't help notice that strange and interesting plant. With just like, uh, just a straight face. It's an archery. <laughs> Um, and he's like, oh, while I'm here, I might as well get $50, $50 worth of bruises. By the way, you are Seymour walking around the garden district <laughs> looking for cuttings from strangers. I am. Um, and then he, and then I am Seymour walking across the street and about to join the doo-wop guys on that the corner. That is you. Yep. When he's awkwardly just, sort of like, just, oh, how are you guys uh, standing? You can see in his face, say, how are these guys standing? Like, so funny it's so good but uh yeah the the effect of the, so he's he found this plant that beamed down during the eclipse. i love this song while he's talking oh. about how audrey 2 came to be yes yeah the the little the when, do, when yeah. nope da-doo. yeah like when he, there's nothing there it's uh, audrey 2 yeah it's i so love it <laughs> and there's there's the close-up of him holding the plant and you can tell he's still moving his hands to the beat of yeah. the song it's so cute and can we talk about how cute Audrey too? I love that she's in the, a Maxwell House coffee can. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the plant was designed by Lyle Conway, who mm-hmm. worked with the Jim Henson's Creature Shop. He designed the Skeksis and the Gelflings in oh, Dark Crystal. Like yeah. he is a genius. Um, worked on Return to Oz, which is like if we ever have. That might be a good a contender for this show because it is a movie that terrified me as a child. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. It's Feruza Balk as Dorothy yeah. and her Auntie M sends her to a mental institution oh. and then she escapes and returns to Oz. Okay. Where, uh, I, if I recall correctly, <laughs> there's an evil queen who's trying to take people's heads off. I mean, why not? <laughs> and there's like man motorcycle hybrids called the Wheelers. It's a very strange movie. It's very upsetting. Like, we do they have it. wheels for feet? They do. Where are and the handles? They're, they're long arms. They're Where long you, boys. What part do you sit on? Their faces, honey. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of sitting on faces, it's it's time for the song Grow For Me. 
I don't know what that means. Um, for me. No, so the the effect of the the petals like wilting off is really great, mm-hmm. and Seymour is trying to figure out how to keep this new and interesting plant alive. Yes, no, I, I, I this has another doo-woppy feel to it. Yeah, it's a fun I one. Given sunshine. Yeah. I yeah, I feel like. I feel like this song goes on a little too long. It does, yeah. Um, but it, it takes us a while to get to what she wants. Sure, <laughs> sure, yes. It, but it is a really fun. Like he pricks his finger, and mm-hmm. the plant like is going like. I don't. I don't like it. You don't like the plant I lips. I don't like the sucking noises. The I'm plant sorry. Means. That's the movie. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> we've watched it twice now we have i wrote um, it this is making me uncomfortable but he realizes that the plant drinks blood and it like makes it grow up a little bit and mm-hmm. uh the the effects of it growing are so good by the way none of this is green screened oh i know which it's is amazing all practical uh the smallest version of the plant took like four puppeteers the largest version of the plant was like i want to say 50 holy shit. like the the big version that we see at the end of the movie is 12 feet tall and it's, amazing. it's all operated in set. And yeah, I, I just, I cannot believe how great it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, so, so yeah, he, he realizes, okay, the plant's doing well. Uh, time to go on the radio and let John Candy do some <laughs> shtick for five minutes. I love this. I was like, John Candy. I love John Candy. We, the, my note is, we just let John Candy fuck around we, as yeah. Wink Wilkinson. Yep. And I, I. And well, there's I a whole the scene bit. of the plant trying to chomp a butt. I was about to say, I love the bit about the plant going after that juicy the, the red juicy butt. Juicy booty. Um, but I, yeah, it, and it's, it is funny. So, so Wink Wilkinson is this radio host who's doing a lot of characters, a lot of shtick. Yeah. He like pretends he's work. being killed like on, on air. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, he's like twirling around he's that like, I little got a crick stick. in my neck and like does like a little sound thingy. Um, it's so funny. And I, so we were talking about this. Uh, it's clear that most of the the guest stars right. do not have scripted lines. No, I yeah. I mean, I don't really consider Steve. I don't consider Steve Martin a cameo, but yeah, no. like all the other ones. Yeah, I, it feels like it has to be improv. There's three in particular. Yeah. There's John Candy. There's Bill Murray. Bill Murray. There's no way that's not improv. None of that is scripted. No. Uh, and I think most of Jim Belushi's lines are, yeah. are improv. But I, I don't know I, how to explain it. But it just feels you like can improv. Feel it. You can feel. It. <laughs> well, I you know so John Candy is an improv genius. Is a genius. Yeah. Was truly a genius. I we were talking about this recently, but the most of his lines in Home Alone are right. improvised. the The sequence of him and Catherine O'Hara, who is, by the way, my queen, yeah, masterclass uh, in improv. The scene of them in the van, mm-hmm. fully improvised. Yes, the it, bits where he's just like, "I left a kid in a morgue overnight," but you know, their kids are resilient. resilient. After a couple back. of, he's what he say after a couple months, he started talking again. Yeah. <laughs> like that which in Catherine O'Hara is an amazing improvisationalist so the bit where he's like handing the horn to her and he's like blow, blow. come on come on she's like no oh no God, I would love to we're do we're huge in Sheboygan I mean I, I'd never do a scene with I can't do a scene with John Candy but if I could no. I would love it no yeah absolutely like the truly so funny and and he's so good in this sequence he's mm-hmm. so much but yes. he what a weird plan yeah and then he he'll he'll do this little point at seymour like it's your turn to speak Talk, kid yeah um and and rick moranis is playing it like he's fully concerned for this man and it's really funny yeah um the scene serves no purpose really because 
the the end of the scene is him being like, you know that totally, eclipse that happened that eclipse recently. That happened. Yeah, and then like, well, and that's how we got. And that anyway, plan. that was our interview. With yeah, the, and it's yeah, it's, it's literally it's, just John Candy time. So you so John Candy was approached to play Mr. Mushnick, and mm-hmm. he couldn't do it because of a scheduling Aww, conflict. Oh, that would have been great. And so Although I guess Gardenia was great. I guess they were just like, let's. Fucking let John fuck around on camera for a while. Yeah. We'll find a place to put it in the movie. Because even when we see him in the sort of quote unquote curtain call at the end mm-hmm. of the movie, it seems like that's a different take. Yeah. Like I think that's different footage of him. It does. Um but it's it's really funny. And meanwhile, things aren't so funny for Audrey. She's got her arm in a fishnet sling. A, yeah, I was gonna say a sheer sling, yeah. Um, and is that a, is she wearing a a cow dress? She is wearing a cow yeah. dress. <laughs> I love the cow dress. She's dressed like she's dressed like Jessie from fucking Toy Story. She is. Um, uh, but she's she's being lectured by the urchins who are telling her she needs to get a guy that'll treat her right. I uh, can't. I can't. And I do you love got the a line. Poor self image. That child <laughs> suffers from poor self image. It's really good. Which she says later to Seymour. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this leads into. <laughs> maybe well what your favorite oh you're i think this is the best song in the show oh i thought you were gonna comment on the lines where oh mr mushnick says oh are you tied up and or were you tied up <laughs> you no, know, just handcuffed just a little handcuffed a little <laughs> um somewhere that's green yes is a classic i want song and it's so good i love the transition to her like dream, dream life house. set which it's is so, so artificial, yeah. but per- but perfect because she's like, she's built this up in her head, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. she wants, the things she wants are these creature comforts. Right. She's she's like excited. You, like you said, she's excited to go to a Tupperware party. Right. I thought it was so adorable. She loves the toaster. She loves plastic plas- on all the The way furniture. she caresses the toaster. See, and that's what, That shot is hilarious. That's and it's so what, sweet. That's what confuses me about the character yeah. of Audrey is because yeah. you get shots like that where she's caressing the toaster. And so it's funny. clearly comedic and like yeah. a parody and whatever yeah but then i don't know it just doesn't connect through the whole movie for well me. and that's the it's so what, what's interesting is that this is a you know if we think about this in terms of a stage show mm-hmm. she's just standing there singing this to the audience sure in every production i've seen it this is just a spotlight on audrey telling you about what she thinks Aww, yeah. and maybe we'll have seymour like wander by in the background mm-hmm. or whatever wave at her um, but there are there are little touches through here that just devastate me. I mean, she imagines yeah. their children playing with a dog, and she has a plushie of that dog. That dog, and, yeah. And uh, the there's just little I don't know I don't know there's there's little shots that are just so precious of mm-hmm. them snuggled up on the couch, and I love all of her little dresses. Yes, I love yeah. the scent of pine saw filling the air as she's, she's doing like little twirling pirouettes. around. Yeah, it's, it's so cute. It is a it's such a good song. And this song was like a light bulb moment for um for Ashman and Minkin mm-hmm. because uh Howard Ashman would go on to write music for the whole Disney Renaissance. Like we're talking Little Mermaid right. through uh, or he would write the songs like for Little Mermaid through Tangled. That's what I when I hear his name, I think of Little Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he said that that somewhere that's green directly influenced the writing of part of your part of your world. I can totally see it. And he said after that moment, every single time we were breaking out a new Disney 
movie, mm-hmm. the, the executives would be like, where is our I want song? Where is our part of sure, your world? Yeah. Um, so that's how you get, you know, the riffraff street rat, yeah. you know, like, like every single Disney character after this has to be like, you know, this when, is what I want. when will my life begin? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, which is the most direct, I think I want song, of sure. any, but I fucking love Tangled. It's so so good. I love Tangled too. Um, and also the 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 final shot uh, that like pulls out from Audrey's window mm-hmm. across the street was Frank Oz was like I need this to show how isolated she is right sure and yeah they used two cranes they did not have a crane long enough to create the shot the way he wanted it mm-hmm. so if you pay really close attention especially mm-hmm. in the on like on the Blu-ray. You can see a little bit of a shake because they literally they switched cameras. They switched, they switched cranes. cranes. They literally like moved it to one yeah. the other rig and keeps moving back. And it's it's such a, a again such a technical feat that right. today I think you'd use a drone probably. Sure, but it's a it's a beautiful shot, and no, I just and I love, love that number. I love the bum that crosses the street. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right as she's ending the song. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's all these like shock you into reality moments right, right. like even yeah. the big opening narration ends with it all being in a puddle with like trash yeah in it. someone throwing a bottle in a puddle dentist ends with him spitting and it goes into like seymour pouring out the no pots there's in great the transitions in this movie um this is where we get some fun now yeah we get these great red fringy dresses incredible dresses so good and this the the this song is great I this think. song is great <laughs> but it doesn't forward the story no there's no point to it it's just a fun song so the 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 um wow shoot what would the the song in this show is called something like shouldn't you know or you you shouldn't or something like that mm-hmm. you have to know or something like that but it's there is a song that they have in the show that's essentially this that says you know oh seymour's doing great he's selling more plants he's bleeding right. himself dry. and it's more of like it makes sense in the context of a stage show where we have to cover a lot of time right but here i'm like i feel like this should be more montagey right right no we we watch a lot of the girls just perform which they're great no, they're phenomenal they're so unbelievable yeah, they're so and it's, it's this kind of like salsa number which i love yes um, and so now business is booming seymour but seymour is suffering <laughs> he is he is so out of it from the blood loss that he mm-hmm. forgot their biggest funereal client the shivas and I love, there's a, I caught the second time we watched it, uh-huh. I caught the sign in the background, Arrangements by Audrey. Yes. So she does all the flower arrangements. Mm-hmm. And I, he goes in all there. All the signage in this is so oh, good. Oh, it's so good. But yeah, he goes in there and he's like, oh, we need the funeral arrangement. And she puts like five lilies. Yes. In a vase. And yes. throws glitter. Yeah. Glitter. <laughs> glitter. It's, yeah, it's really funny. It's so good. It's probably one of my favorite parts. I love it. And Seymour is just like, I don't really know how to get myself together. I'm not ready for success. And she says, well, I'll, I'll take you shopping. He's like, You'd, You'd be, be seen with me in a public place. In a department store? <laughs> sure. Um, so good. I have, you have big Seymour energy. I have big Audrey energy. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but she mentions that he... The the reveal of Steve Martin as the dentist, yeah, is one of the f- best smash cuts in cinema history. I love Steve Martin. Have we talked about Steve? No, Martin and this the is the perfect time because when else are we going to talk about Steve Martin on I don't this know. show? I don't know. I adore Steve Martin. I do too. Yeah, Steve Martin is a 
fully fearless performer. Oh, yeah. He is one of those guys who does not care how he looks as long as he's getting the laugh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and I think that there is, like, even in movies where everyone is acting normal around him, that mm-hmm. becomes what's funny about it. Right? Right. Like... Like we like my blue heaven, right? Yeah. Like he's playing this abs- over the top gangster <laughs> type, and and meanwhile you've got you know Joan Cusack and Rick Moranis uh-huh. sort of just being people just around him, and, people, and yeah. that's what's funny is just how out of touch this guy is. And I mean, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is one of my favorite yes. movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I grew up watching. My dad loved The Jerk. Sure. So watch the jerk, oh, and the then jerk. my he mom hates these cans. And I, so uh, Steve Martin's also a playwright. Oh yeah, and of I directed one of his shows mm-hmm. uh, in 2017, and none of my actors had watched any Steve Martin That's films. Wild. And I'm like, you uh, will not be able to understand. Sure this show if you don't know anything about him so no. i had them over and we watched the jerk and we watched a couple of his other movies that's great yeah yeah but i mean he he was i mean roxanne is another great one like mm-hmm. he is he was a guy who was especially in the 70s and 80s doing farcical comedy yeah. in film and i i just i think i don't know how in movies i feel like his influence and his power has dropped off but when he does yeah. When he does stand up, when he does music, I think he's still firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Like he does, he does these tours with Martin Short, where they do their two man show, the and they're un- impossibly great. Yeah, um, and yeah. When I was a kid, Father of the Bride was of course. a watch over and over movie for me. <laughs> I had a VHS tape of the best of Steve Martin on SNL. Oh, wow. And I was so obsessed with it that I remember being mad when I found out he was not ever a SNL cast member. Oh, yeah. Like, he was just, he was just such really a beloved host that he, yeah. And he, there is a sketch that is just him and Bill Murray standing in a static camera shot, looking at the camera and going, what the hell is that? Over and over again for five minutes with different line reading. Sure. And it's one of the top 10 funniest things they've ever done on that show. I I just, there's something effortlessly funny. I take that back. He is clear. He, he's doing, he's putting everything into his performances mm-hmm. and it feels effortless. Does that? Yes. It just, it just feels like that's, how he is like it's not, I, I agree yeah um you know he has a house here right because his wife no. is, his wife is from here i'm gonna i'm gonna marry steve martin i don't know what that means and but... people have seen him like riding his bike downtown but this yeah i mean just the <laughs> but he, he this song is terrifying this for me this whole sequence yeah. is the highlight of the film. Oh, yeah. Like, I lo- I think Somewhere That's Green is the best song in the show, but this is the most fun. This would be where the intermission would be, right? I think so. I would imagine. I think it's the intermission is actually, I think, when Seymour decides to kill him. Ah, uh, well, yeah, that If makes I sense. recall correctly. But he, so he, but he, he, yeah, the lyrics are literally, I like hurting people. It's yes. funny to me. Yeah. He's doing the most this whole time. He apparently, like, injured himself during this sequence because originally he's supposed to push open the double doors mm-hmm. and his hand went through the glass <gasps> so that's why he like kicks the door open now oh. but he was coming up with bits the whole time he's he's phenomenal to watch and i gotta say i mm-hmm. love the dentist top 
and the, With motorcycle, the motorcycle boots. Jacket to go. Oh, and the boots. Yes. Yes. When he takes off the jacket and he's wearing... love it. Well, because he it's so good because he's he's singing about what a badass he is, mm-hmm. and then he goes in the doors, and then he's like, "Son, be a it's, it's so great. It's a great reveal. We've got Miriam Margols as his uh, <gasps> yes. as his uh, nurse. Yes, who I we love. We do. Um, great at playing a nurse. Great at playing a nurse. <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. Yes. Uh, she's also uh, what's her name? What, what who is she in the Harry Potter movies? Uh, Professor. Uh, Sprout. Sprout, yes. Professor Sprout. With, yeah, she does all the plant stuff. She's great. Uh, Which and is, yeah. she just gave an interview recently, like literally like this week as we're recording it, mm-hmm. where she claims that Arnold Schwarzenegger once farted in her face on purpose. I did read that. Yes. Fucking insane. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, when I saw, I literally, when I saw her in the movie, I was like, oh yeah, hey, Arnold Schwarzenegger just he farted, farted in her face. He just did it. He I don't just know why did I it. She, yeah. I wish he so just did it. Not, I mean, I, no, I don't wish anyone to fart in anyone's face. No. But if it were to happen, I wish it would happen right now. Now. Just so we can talk about it. Right. Uh, the this whole sequence is insane. He he added in the bit where he punches her in the face. <laughs> he he came up with the idea for him to twist a baby doll's head off as he walks through the I lobby. Love it. But he's doing like. Like, he's, like, making, like, O faces into the camera while he's, he's hurting people. He's saying things like, what, what uh, hold on. The, the, uh, well, he says, Sh- oh, shut up, open wide, open here wide. I come. The things I'm going to do to that mouth. That's, that's what <laughs> he says that to Seymour later, Oh, that's right, right yeah. yeah. It's uh, the things I'm going to do to that mouth. Yeah. Um, he's got a shrine to his mom. Like, Which is, it is a, cute. It's so it's <laughs> such an absurd sequence, it but is. it's so good. It's so funny, and uh, he he. The next time we see him, he's confronting Seymour. He's like, "Hi!" Well, first, he literally flies in on his motorcycle. Oh, that shot is insane, right? <laughs> yeah, he just like flies in and just boom. It's, like it's fully so i think this came out this came out after the great muppet caper oh yeah and frank oz is fully doing a kermit the frog on a motorcycle but with a human being with a human <laughs> it is really funny it's yeah no it's joke. one of my favorite shirt shirts shirts it's one of my favorite shirts in the movie but it, you know it, it takes a little bit of the sting out of him screaming you know get in there you slut like here's it, the th- right yeah, and here's bad the- Here's we talked about this earlier, or actually, I think we just talked about it a few minutes ago on the mm-hmm. show. Um, how we hate Steve Martin's character, but we love his performance. Yes, I gotta say, mm-hmm. it is not believable to me that he is beating up no people. No, <laughs> not at all. No, I think that's gotta be her low self image if she's letting this guy get away with it. Am yeah, I right? Yeah, like uh, he doesn't. I mean, yes, he. He, he's perform- his performance is great, but I hey, do not believe. You want some nitrous oxide? I do not believe that he's gonna hurt anyone. No, <laughs> he's but he's so uh, he's so entertaining to watch. Yes, and Seymour meanwhile is out of blood in his hands. Like he's literally like I cannot squeeze any more blood mm-hmm. out. And this is when we hear the plant speak for the first time. Feed me. And he's voiced by uh, <laughs> Levi Stubbs from the Four Tops. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and he is wonderful. Feed me all night long. Feed me all night long. <laughs> uh, and he's, but he is immediately sinister, too. Like, he tells mm-hmm. Seymour, like, Seymour's like, what am I supposed to do? Open a, oh, slit my wrist? Slip. And then he's like, <gasps> he goes, hmm. And this is where Rick Moranis could get, get it. it. 
because he's because he's telling him he needs fresh blood. He needs him to kill somebody, and he's like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is where it's he good. like busts out his right Ray Lamontagne voice. I'm here for it. I'm so <laughs> like, here for it. It's a little, it's wild, but it's good. Ray Lamontagne. I don't know. I was like, what's the most <laughs> random white boy sounding soulful voice I could think of? Um, but yeah. I guess I could have gone with Kings of Leon. Sure, um, but yeah. No, the plant. But the God, plant is also saying like, "I can make your dreams come true. I can get you the girl of your dreams." And I'm I just wrote like, the plant's making promises. <laughs> like, I guess he's saying like, "Look, you're getting rich because of me." Right, and, and then he says like, "Some people deserve to die." Yeah, and that's when Seymour's like, "No, I can't even entertain yeah. this." But I do. I love the turn when he sees how shitty the dentist is, sees yep. him like beating her, yeah, and then just sings. The, the guy sure looks like plant food to me. Like, yes. he's like, I am. Yeah, they're like the um, Seymour and, and Audrey, too, are kind of like staring each other off. The guy sure yeah. looks like plant, plant food. food to me. I love it. Yeah, that's, I think, is the act break in the in the stage show. That makes sense. Um, But it's a it's a fun number. It's a really I mean, it's iconic, right? Like yeah. the feed me Seymour has become something that I feel like feed. people even who haven't seen this recognize. Right. Uh, to the point where like there is a character on the Harley Quinn animated series, who is a uh, a plant that looks like this, voiced by JB Smoove, who is basically doing yeah. a Levi Stubbs voice. Sure, and it's, it's a it's so fun. Um, then we get my favorite cameo in the movie: Bill Murray as Arthur Denton. It's so good delivering. So according to Frank Oz, Bill Murray was cast because he was friends with David Geffen, who mm-hmm. was a producer of the original show, producer of this movie, head of Geffen Records. Sure. And he was like, I'd never, it was very endearing. I love this about Frank Oz. He said, I'd never met Billy before. And he's like, he keeps <laughs> calling him Billy through the interview. And I, I wanted him to do that with everyone, like Stevie, yeah. Ricky. Stevie. Yeah. Uh, but he he said he, he said he'd never met him before, but he was like he met with him, got got dinner with him or something like that, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. So I, uh, I hear David Geffen wants me to be in your musical. Do I have to learn the lines? Um, yeah. This character is not in the stage show. I yeah. It's, I could imagine. he is based on a character named Wilbur Force. <laughs> In the original movie, who okay. was played by Jack Nicholson in an early film, I role. could totally see that. Um, what makes this even wilder? So we were watching the sequence, and when when Steve Martin pulls out all of his tools, those insane torture implements, yes, I was like, those look really familiar, and I googled mm-hmm. it in a movie I've referenced a thousand times on the show in Batman nineteen eighty nine, <laughs> Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> There's a scene when the Joker first gets his surgery and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the iconic, like, mirror scene. Right. You see the plastic surgeon's table. Yeah. It's those tools. Really? And they've splattered blood all over them. Amazing. Because that was shot, like, three years later. Yeah. And I think partially on the Pinewood studio. Amazing. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, the it's just, it was a really, and so Jack Nicholson kind of came full circle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Being operated on with those but Bill Murray is playing this guy who is into it. Loves it. Into he wants it bad. He says, uh, "I saw I saw a terrible dentist on Wednesday. It was recommended to me by the guy I saw on Monday. Yeah. He's going like three times a week. He's putting the like his own cotton in his mouth, like the cotton swab. He's asking this kid, like, tell me everything. How was it? Oh, well, they have to do that when you remove the jaw. Yeah, and the kid's got like this." thing on this contraption like i don't even know what it is but it, it looks is like the thing in saw he says something like 
like Steve Martin like throws him backward. Oh, he's like perched in a chair and he wrote, stands up. And he's I wrote, like, I'm next. I cannot. I wrote, I can't. Oh, that part. Yeah. I wrote, this is a different part later. I was like, I cannot handle the way Steve Martin mounts Bill Murray. Yes. <laughs> like he holds him down, puts his knee up on him. And he does it like very fast. And Bill Murray says, yes, doctor. I, it, it makes me feel things. It made, <laughs> there was an awakening. <laughs> Um, it made you feel Murray. It did make me feel Murray. Um, I yeah, this scene is so funny. It Bill is. Murray it's is hilarious. incredible, and yeah, not a single one of his lines is in the script, no. which is a thing that I always hear about Bill Murray, and makes me not sure how I feel about what it would be like to work with him. I don't. Yeah. Because, like, I, depending on who you ask, he also refused to learn his lines in Ghostbusters. And that, to me, is also one of the funniest performances in any movie. Like, it I. Just, it's, uh, it sucks when someone's kind of a jerk, but then the performance yeah. ends up being great. Like, you've heard that he, like, he doesn't have an agent. Like, you have to leave a, fo- a, uh, a voicemail for him on a service that he set up in the 80s. And if he forgets to check it, then he just won't do the movie. Oh, wow. Like, Sofia Coppola when they did Lost in Translation, said, like, she sh- she was, like, in Japan wondering if he was going to show up. And she's like, and I'm glad he did, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to make this movie and I would have had to send the whole crew home. And, like... Wow. Yeah, he's, like, very difficult. I don't Notoriously know. Yeah, difficult. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. But yeah. he is great in this scene. He's all... I, I think he's always good. He is. Um, And... So yeah, so he he sends the guy away because he he like he needs someone he, he can actually hurt. Yeah, um, and he grabs Seymour. Seymour is planning to kill him, mm-hmm. and he puts on this hilarious mask gas contraption ma- mask, yeah. that's like pumping nitrous oxide into his face, and the the the, the little valves that are like the inflating. little balloon things. Yeah, it's so yeah, funny, so good. And then like when he starts to choke. Yeah, and Seymour's holding a gun on him. He's like, "What is that?" He's like, "Help me!" Oh, I guess you wouldn't. Would <laughs> you, you? would. That's, <laughs> that's really good. But like, the death is like kind of haunting. No, when he's just it's, like sitting there, it's smiling. pathetic. Like, yeah, I didn't. The first time we watched it, I didn't realize that he was smiling inside the gas mask when he dies. It's creepy. Again, very much like the Joker. Sure. <laughs> Sure. I got to bring everything back to the Joker. Yeah, circle back. Um, yeah, Seymour chops him up, and Mr. Mushnick sees it happen. Oh yeah. And uh, Audrey gets the food. Audrey too gets the food he's after. Mm-hmm. Um, while the police talk to Audrey. Oh man, I love this shot of the next morning. We pan over to seymour's bed which is fully made right and, he's and then in the corner we pan over like right next to the yeah he's sitting in a chair just like shaking yeah i can't sleep um and yeah audrey's being questioned and she says yeah the the oren scrivelli that's the yes the, that's his name dds uh is being questioned uh she's she's being questioned about his disappearance she says uh and I think she plays this really well because you can tell she feels terrible to be relieved. Yes. She's like, it would be a miracle yeah. if he never came back. Yeah, you can see like the struggle of the emotions. She does do, I love the <laughs> Disney princess run she does. Mm. And then like she like runs to that like wall and then like puts her arm up. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of that through this. But yeah. Yeah. 
And this is, is this where Seymour, Suddenly Seymour. Seymour turns into a really nice guy? He's a really, so that's this. Yeah. So I used to love this song. This is where it I wrote. It hits different now. Yeah. And this, this is where I wrote. And here is where Seymour could never get it. <laughs> Seymour tells her, yo, you'd be a lot prettier without all that makeup. Girls don't actually have to wear those. You can take that off. And I, I'll protect you. I'm actually a really nice guy. The whole point of this song is for her. It's her saying. She's unpacking she's, her trauma. She's unpacking her trauma, but also saying like. He's come to save her. Sure. And I just don't appreciate it. It's a bummer. It he, is. Suddenly Seymour, he purified you. Yes. Like it's, it is not the romantic no, and song. I, and I, I used to take this very like face value. Yeah. Oh, it's a sweet moment where no. they're finally getting together. But again, I think this is one that works better in the context of how their stories turn out in the show, mm-hmm. like in the original show. But the, yeah, it's a, it's an odd song that like just really hits different now. Yeah. Um, um, it's a uh, yeah Seymour. It's it, I think it's still a very pretty song. Oh and, sure, yeah. And she when Ellen Green belts them out, yes. it's nothing better. There's no. no the fact that she can go from that squeaky mouse voice to that just full throated yeah. like oh she's unbelievable. I no she sounds great and it is unbelievable. It, it the the switch between the two it loses me. It's jarring for you. Yeah, it's I, too much. I don't know. I like it, but I I get it. Um, it's like I need you to do one or the other. I, I can't that. have you do both. Sure. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I I can see that. I think it. I think it would be different if she was doing that in every song. Sure. You know, but for at this point, I think we only get it there. We only get it here, but it does. And it, it and sounds Skid like Row. two different people. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's the bit. There's the bit at the beginning of uh, Skid Row where she's like, where they whip your slips, where relationships yeah. are not Yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's weird to me. It's, Sorry, yeah. listeners. <laughs> but I, I didn't know how to uh, communicate you that otherwise. It. You got it. Um, you know, I felt it so much that I had to sing you it. You had to sing. I did read this thing where it was so cold on set that you could see their breath yeah um because you had to keep it like refrigerated to make like the prop like to keep the mechanics working and everything and so they they were actually they had they held ice cubes in their cheeks while they were singing this in order to get rid of the breath that you could see on camera like so uncomfortable to do this number um also this reminded me we got a really great comment from a listener oh on our instagram uh shay told us that in fact a lot of fisher fishermen uh wear long sleeves even in the summer oh like those like the moisture ones some of that but also she she's like she was like it, it does get kind of cold out there like oh. so and i maybe I was, in maybe in like new england well so i was thinking about this i was thinking about this too because like it's been a long time since i've risen with the sun to go fishing sure probably since i was a kid but i do remember my granddad would always wear like a flannel even like in july it's because old people don't have any blood <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I really appreciated <laughs> no, that, that's a, that message. Thank you. That was, no, that was fun. thank for thank you for explaining that. Yeah, um, I have seen I have seen them wear those like moisture that too wicking yeah. ones. Wicking? Um, is that the my right? dad? My dad wears those. Is yeah, moisture wicking. Wicking. Yeah. Wicked wicking? Wicking? Wow, What wow. is wicking? I don't even know what wicking is. John Wick. Uh, oh, he little John Wicks come out John and Wick. they like beat the sweat off of you. Yeah. Are you ready, John? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Guys, the John Wick 4 trailer just dropped, and I've watched it five times. Yep. 
But uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a good it's a good sequence. Mushnik confronts Seymour after this mm-hmm. and meets his end. Yep. And we lose. Um, originally in the show, there's like a whole sequence where a whole subplot about Mushnik not appreciating Seymour, and then as soon as he's like successful, Mushnik. Uh, offers to adopt Seymour and Seymour's like but I'm a 25 year old man and they have the whole musical number together called Mushnik and Son and there's like this whole yeah this whole thing that plays out with them together Um, and then this it's kind of more perfunctory like Mm -hmm. he's he's clearly trying to swindle Seymour which is the the deal in the show but he He's sweeter know. about it. He's, I think he's almost sweeter about it in the movie in a oh. weird way. Like he, because in the in the show he's like preying on Seymour's insecurities, mm-hmm. and in the movie he's like, "Look, kid, get out of get town. Get out of here." Um, yeah. But I, the walk up the stairs is so slow. Oh yeah, this sequence <laughs> takes forever. It does take a long time. Um, also, apparently, somewhere in here we had a a whole musical number uh, set to a dream sequence in which Seymour is like afraid of success and dealing with his feelings toward Audrey and Mr. Mushnick. And like, mm. there's like a whole, there was a bit where like, uh, like painting, like a, like a photograph on the walls started bleeding. And like, there was oh. all this weird imagery that they cut out after it like went over like a, like a rock at the okay. <laughs> test screen. Yeah. It's kind of um, weird. But it is kind of interesting to know that like the early version of this movie really kind of showed Seymour being a little more tortured by his, yeah. his, uh, actions. Um, but we do get this a fun montage with different magazine covers, which I always like to see in movies. Yes, I love a I love a newspaper flying at the screen. But Seymour doesn't want it. He he doesn't want to keep feeding Audrey two. Right. He wants to start over. And, and Audrey two is huge. Audrey two is taking up the whole room now. And so Seymour says, "Marry me, Audrey. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a wonderful life with no plants at all." Oh, Seymour, this is so sudden. Is, you're talking very peculiarly again. And I love that she gives him a little smack on the face. Oh, yes. To, like, slap him, smack, uh, smack him out of it. Yeah. Snap him out of it. Uh, and so Seymour says, okay, you go get ready. Go, you know, get ready for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pack up your stuff. I'm going to get my stuff packed here. And the plant hears him sneaking out. And mm-hmm. Seymour says, look, I'm not going to kill anybody else. I will get you some meat from the butcher shop. <laughs> Yeah. And wait, isn't there like a great meat line here? Oh, um, probably. Maybe I don't think I wrote it down. Never mind. Um, but we do get this great sequence where Oh, cut the crap, bring me the meat. Cut the crap, <laughs> bring me the meat is really good. Um you laughed out loud at that. I actually. did. I remember, yeah. Um and the plant pulls itself over to the phone. I love I love the tapping vine fingers on while the, it's on the using glass. the phone. Yeah. yeah. And it tells Audrey to come on over. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry. Uh, And this little bit of business with it checking for the quarter in the slot is so funny. It got me. Um, Also, they, so the the way that they were able to get the voice to work for this, they couldn't ever get the lip sync to look right. Mm. And so they would act, they realized if we film it at like slow speed mm-hmm. and then and then speed it up in like afterwards if we film it at like half speed or whatever it it makes sense so yeah. the actors also had to do everything at a different tempo no and then speed everything up back and yeah there's like it's so complicated um uh so according to frank oz he said uh, we kept trying and trying and it didn't work 
and they realized when they ran it either backwards or forward at a normal speed, um, the footage looked at a, at a I'm sorry, if they ran it backwards or forward at like a faster speed, it would look mm-hmm. a little more convincing. And so they filmed the puppet at slow speed and then then cranked it up. And Oz said said when interaction was necessary, the actors would like basically lip sync in slow motion and they used a pitch pitch shifted recording of <laughs> Levi Stubbs to make it intelligible what the plant was because they're playing a track on right. set that also doesn't sound like anything so like literally this would even... be a nightmare to film like yeah. Rick Moranis is standing there and the recordings like mean dream like and I so cannot. like yeah it's so strange like I can't imagine being on that set but they all it it looks all so convincing yeah um and this is where things get intense right so audrey comes over and the plant starts like feeling her up yeah it starts feeling her up touching her butt grabbing her ankles pulling up her dress and then it tries to eat her and seymour rescues her with an axe yes um and then we get a jarring suddenly seymour reprise (laughs) yes so uh i'm i'm wondering no we'll go through the the theatrical end because this is where the ending changes yeah so this but this reprise makes me laugh really hard uh because it it is so they're talking about he's like i I, she's like i love she likes me for me (laughs) like (laughs) no she's like because i sing like (laughs) Uh, 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 i don't know i don't remember the words i used to i know all of them do it no i'm good i sang in this episode i know you did you volunteered <laughs> so yeah, no, but it, it's really funny because she's like, I, I've always loved you, mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know, kind of glossing over the oh, all these people I've murdered. Sure, <laughs> like, uh, she's like, no, I don't. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but she, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna make everything work, and then suddenly, like yeah. he like jumps up and, but she like steps in front of him and belts mm-hmm. over him. Yes. It's really funny. And then Jim Belushi walks around the corner and is like, I'm going to need you kids to stop singing for a second and listen up. I love it. I love Jim Belushi so yeah. much. Jim Belushi is playing a businessman who's going to sell clippings of mm-hmm. Audrey 2 all over the world. Yes. Uh, every every home in America is going to want these. And that's the plan. Yeah. They're going to spread everywhere. They're going to keep eating until they're they, they're all that is. And we find out they're from outer space. They're Yeah, the plant is a mean green mother from, from outer, outer space. space. So this was a song that was new for the movie. It's okay. I don't like it. It's fine. Um, I feel like... And it's, it's so weird because... It's cute because of the baby plants. Hmm? It's cute because of the baby plants. The baby plants. plants are great. Their little waggly tongues yeah. are so funny. But I feel like the rhymes are more obvious in this song than sure. anywhere else. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's something about it that just... And it feels like... We let's throw in a bunch more swears, right? Not like, to it's be like, not uh, to be prudish, but no, like it is but it, jarring. It does seem like all of a sudden we got a plant that curses. Yeah, like, yeah. And he's like, "I'm gonna fuck your ass and rip your balls off." Like he doesn't, he doesn't actually say <laughs> that. Exactly. That's a direct quote from the movie. I wish I wish Audrey Deuce looked in the I'm camera and, your balls and off. said, "I'm gonna fuck your ass." I'm gonna fuck your ass and. Take your woman, cut your balls off, you twat. It, there's a lot of swearing. Uh, I'm gonna leave of... all of that in. This was so. This song was nominated for an Academy Award, and really? it was it was the very first Academy Award nominated song ever to include swear words. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say performed by a puppet. Performed by a puppet. No, <laughs> Levi Stubbs actually performed it at the Oscars. Um, and also, I think I read the first Academy Award nominated song sung by the villain of a movie, oh. which is very specific. Mm. Um, but yeah, kind of villain fun. Villain songs are great. Villain songs are always... Oh, we were just talking about how great Gaston's song yes. is. Yeah, villain songs are the best. Um, and Be yeah, prepared, Lion King. Be prepared. King, so um, good. I, I got friends on the other side. Oh, that's so good. An all-time banger. Poor unfortunate souls. So good. So good. Uh, we're, that's we're, a karaoke the, favorite for by me, the way, by the way. We're, we're naming songs Alan written Mankin. by Howard Ma- Ash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I think I think the later one some of the later ones are Tim Rice. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, um it, it's not my favorite song, but I do love the oh shit right before he explodes. <laughs> yeah. When they like when he jabs him with his electrical wire. Mm-hmm. And all the sparkles. Space oh stuff. yeah, that's the one green screen effect in the movie. Uh, and yeah, Seymour kills the plant. They get their little house, and there's a little bit of an ominous note with the little sapling. Little, yeah, you that see smiles a, at the camera. And Audrey too Jr. smiling mm-hmm. it was so cute. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I love that they're in the house from her from her dream. Yeah, it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um. So the original ending of this movie, yeah, uh, is much more in line with the show. Okay. Um. Everyone dies. Oh, I love that. Everyone dies. That's great. Um, in the original, in the original film, Seymour basically hasn't like the plant hypnotizes him to kill a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and then he climbs into the plant with a butcher knife and dies trying to kill it. And in this horrific ending to the mm-hmm. movie, um, the reason he went rogue is because all the victims started showing up on buds inside the plant. <gasps> so like that. it would open up and they'd see, Oh, that's that prostitute that died. There's the missing dentist. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So it's really much. good. And then the final shot of Roger Corman's little shop of horrors, spoiler alert is the final, but they, they come in they find the plant dead and the final bud opens up and it's Seymour's face. <gasps> and he says, I didn't mean it. <gasps> and then it droops over and credits. <laughs> I love that. So dark. I love that so much. So in the musical, he Audrey dies when she's called over to the house mm-hmm. to the to the uh, flower shop. Yeah. And Seymour tries to kill the plant and dies as eaten as well. Right. Um. And then the plant takes over the world. Mm-hmm. And they filmed a, an ending for the movie in which the plants like grew to enormous size. There's like a, a King Kong sized Audrey two on top of the statue of Liberty. Oh, wow. And then it bursts through the screen and like tries to eat the audience. That's and silly. Uh, it cost millions of dollars. They lost uh, like a million dollars on this movie because they reshot the last 23 minutes. Holy shit. Like all the, in- most of mean green mother was in the original ending. Mm-hmm. They've added in shots of Audrey, like peeking in through the door to see mm-hmm. the fight. Um, I have to read you this because mm-hmm. it completely annihilates me every time. But okay. um, the origin when Audrey is killed, mm-hmm. he pulls her out after he fights the plant, and she's like wounded. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells, he says, "I've done terrible things, but not to you, never to you." And she says, "I want you to see more when I die, which should be very shortly." Which is a kind of a funny line. Yeah. Give me to the plant so it can live and bring you all the wonderful things you deserve. And then she says, if she basically tells him, if I'm in the plant, then I'm part of the plant and we'll always be together. Aww. And then she 
Then she sings this verse. You'll wash my tender leaves. You'll smell my sweet perfume. You'll water me and care for me. You'll see me bud and bloom. I'm feeling strangely happy now, contented and serene. Oh, don't you see? Finally, I'll be somewhere that's green. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> so fucking sweet. It's so sad yeah. and insanely tragic. I love it. And yeah, he dies fighting the plant. And the the after uh, he mysteriously disappears, the mm-hmm. character that Jim Belushi plays sells all the saplings and so there was actually a different actor in that role Mm -hmm. who couldn't come back for the reshoots uh frank oz tells the story that the test screening for the movie was going so well he's like people were applauding after the numbers they were laughing and hollering Mm -hmm. and he said the second we killed our heroes it i think the phrase he used was it turned into an icebox in there see i don't know i kind of i kind of like it no sure but he he was he was trying to figure out why it didn't work and he Mm -hmm. he was talking about how he's like to to have a to have the test screening be considered not a failure we Mm -hmm. have to have a 55 or above that's like a passable grade yeah we got a 13 oh wow from (laughs) test audiences and like so they had another one, similar response. Mm-hmm. And he real he's like, I, the closest I can figure it. And he's, he's still sad about it. He's like, it's not the movie I wanted it to be. Yeah. It's not the ending I intended. Um, and he says he feels like that ties up the loose ends in, in a way that makes sense for the tragedy of the characters. Mm-hmm. But he said, when you watch a movie or when you watch a play, you can see your lead actors die and then come back for, for a curtain a call. Yeah, and he's sure. like, and that doesn't work in a movie. When yeah. you kill someone in a movie, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's a really interesting yeah, point. I guess so, yeah. But yeah, they, they had to reshoot the ending to what we see now, and it stayed lost until 2012 when oh. they re-released the director's cut on Blu-ray. And uh, it's, I think, a better movie. We, Josh and I talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit at the end of last week, the last episode, but it's, um, I don't know, I kind I like the happy ending too. I, I, I'm a sucker for them yeah. get, getting that little house. Sure. Um, I was also a sucker for, uh, well, I guess before we get into our little segments. Sure. Would you recommend people watch Little Shop, little of, Shop Horrors. of Horrors? I would. Yeah. 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 I would. Yeah. You mostly enjoyed your time with <laughs> I it. I mostly did. Yeah. yeah. There are a couple parts where I was just like. There's some stuff that's a little slow. Can we move on? It has moments that are slow. Yeah. There's some songs that I don't love. But I think like, I would say yes with a caveat. Like if you're not into musicals at all. Like, sure. Then this is a very musical musical. Right. Um, but I, I think it's a really fun movie. I don't think there's anything else quite like it. No. I think. Every, yeah. I think you should watch it at least once. And if you love the actors in it, you owe it to yourself. Yes. I mean, sp- even just look up the, the the dentist musical number. Every so once in a while, bad. I will just pull numbers up from the show on YouTube because yeah. they make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also, I there is a remake that has been stuck in development hell because it was supposed oh. to start filming pre-COVID. Sure. Um, but it was supposed to start Taron Egerton uh as seymour scarlett johansson was in talks to play audrey mm. uh i don't know how i feel about that yeah. chris evans as or uh, as the dentist okay uh yeah into yeah. that billy porter as audrey too because yes. billy porter also played the role on broadway yeah uh yeah i would watch that movie yeah, in, a, in heartbeat. a heartbeat um but i would also 
wear some of the outfits Everything from this movie. Everything in the, the movie? Out- yeah. I-, I cheated with mine, I gotta say. Oh, what's yours? My, well, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. I think you're gonna be, since you actually stuck with the spirit of the segment, and oh, those are killer threads, we're gonna pick our favorite outfit from the movie or something we'd wear for ourselves. What you got? Um, I loved uh, the girl, the urchins, their yeah. sequin dress, their purple sequin dress with the cape <sighs> and the sequin shoes. I think it's when Mr. Mushnick is getting eaten by, yes, and it's also one. my favorite shot of them. They come out of the alley and they have their gloved hands yeah. out, and then after he's eaten, they like slink back it's into good the one. darkness where you can't see him. That's a really good yeah, shot. It's so good. Um, so my, I was gonna cop out and just say everything the urchins wear. Oh my goodness. Um, but I think <laughs> I think actually, after after rewatching it today. Uh, I I th- I think I gotta go with the some fun now like the red salsa dresses. I, that was one of that real was like, good. But my second choice, yeah, is uh or the cow dress, the dentist's vinyl apron. The vinyl, <laughs> you're a sucker for vinyl. I am. I love the vinyl apron. Yeah. The the dentist serving up some Chad Michaels yes, realness. <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, no, that's a great choice. Um. Also, I think Little Shop of Horrors is a good title, but maybe we can do better. And oh, that's a better so. title. Uh, what would you call this movie? I went with a line from the movie. Mm. Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. That's good. Yeah. I went with a, a song that was cut from the end of this movie. Okay. Don't Feed the Plants. Don't Feed the Plants. I like that. Oh, you know what? I realized I, I, had, I did have another outfit that I want. Oh, what? The, the dude that's at Wink's show that's wearing like a flying contraption, the old man that oh, we see for like yes. two seconds he, like, who has smiles. like leather yeah. wings on. It's very strange, but it's really funny. He's wearing like yes. a Leonardo da Vinci style flying suit. Love it. Um, and say Little Shop uh, didn't meet all your needs uh, or it upset you uh, if you watch the director's cut and you're feeling really upset. And, oh, that's a relaxing movie. We're going to pick something to pair with Little Shop of Horrors. Um, I would say just stick with the Steve Martin, Rick Moranis train mm-hmm. and watch My Blue Heaven. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Uh, a comedy based on the life of the same guy that Goodfellas was based on. <laughs> uh, so if you want to see Steve Martin as like a mobster, it's it's so good. It is good. Um, my I went with um, a Rick Moranis movie mm-hmm. I recently just watched mm. with my child for the first time. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It's so good. It holds up. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. I think that's one of the... Um, Eric from VHS Files. I think that's one of his favorites, it's, like of all time. It is so good. I've been meaning to rewatch it. I loved that one when I was a kid. I think... I remember as a kid watching that one way after seeing Honey, We I Blew Up the Kid for some reason. Oh, really? I don't know why I saw those out of order. I do like Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, too. Big baby, big bunny. B- that one's fun, but I, you know what I loved the most about Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was that it had a Roger Rabbit short in front of it. Right. Which I was a sucker for Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Still am. Even I even like Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. That's the direct-to-video one, yeah? yeah? Yeah, it's still I still like it. I remember that one being fun. Yeah. There was a TV show. Was you remember that? that? There no. was like an ABC Family TV series. I did not know that. Well, it's real. Cool. So. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Uh, why don't you share what we're watching next week? Oh, next week, we're going to go back to the glossier side of scary movies mm-hmm. and do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting to the end of the summer, so we got to have our little beach right. getaway. I have referred to this movie as I Know What You Did Last Summer Part 2. That's right. 
But some know it as I still know what you did last summer. Because that's what it's that's called. That's what it's called. Yeah. That's what it's called. And that's what we're watching next I've week. been knowing what you did. I've been knowing. Um, I'm really excited. Uh, mm-hmm. I We both rewatched this movie recently. Because uh, we were going to do this at the beginning of the month, I we think, right? Oh, uh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon as well, I believe. It's co- it's it's weirdly cozy. It's a summer cozy horror. It has Jennifer Esposito. Yes, it what sure else? does. What else do you it need, sure does. fam? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jennifer Esposito. It has Jeffrey Combs and it has Jack Black with dreads. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> what a film. And Brandy. And Brandy. It's a great movie. You're right. I'm, I've come around on it. Uh, we don't even have to talk about it now. No, next week uh, we'll be doing I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. In the meantime, if you have a recommendation for us, uh, send us an email at oh, that's a scary movie at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Otasm Podcast, O T A S M Podcast, and uh, on Instagram at oh, that's a scary movie. I'd also like to give a little shout out to our friends at the VHS Files. Yeah. Um, Josh was our guest for our Jars episode last <laughs> week. Uh, I can't believe we made it through a whole episode without me doing a Josh. 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 Oh, that's, you should have, yeah, J-A-W-S-H. I fucked up. You did. But um, the VHS files, they're back, baby. They took a hiatus uh, to, to deal with some personal stuff, and they are back with a really wild episode about Jurassic Park, which Ooh. is a very uh, sort of contentious conversation because mm-hmm. uh, Josh is the odd man out in not loving that movie. In fact, he doesn't like it. Um, it's a it's a very interesting conversation, okay. and I think they have a lot of fun getting to the root of Josh's issues with it. Sure, um, which is always kind of neat to hear. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, listen to their show, and also check out the AIPT Comics podcast. We just mm-hmm. uh, the day this episode drops, we uh, we have just released our. Uh, San Diego San Diego Comic-Con news roundup in which we're kind of just gushing over all Lots things Marvel and DC. And after we record this, I'm going to go watch some more trailers because <laughs> I'm very excited for comic book stuff. Yeah. And thanks, uh, Shay, for the yes. Instagram comment about the long sleeves on the water. Yes, Appreciate absolutely. It. We love stuff like that. Yeah, we absolutely. do. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you guys next time until, I guess, until last summer. That's a weird until way to... Until last summer. Until next summer until next guys week. be good <laughs> <laughs>